Ladies and gentlemen, make yourselves comfortable. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barden. And this is Mad uh, About Movies. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go to podcast for all things cinema. Every week, we break down movie news, rumors, and rumblings, and our chosen movie of the week. But don't worry if you haven't seen that movie, because we'll warn you before heading into spoilers. And stay tuned till the end for our weekly recommend segment, in which we suggest something you need to check out ASAP. And remember, if you'd like to keep the show going, you can do so by donating at our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. This week's discussion of the week is what brian this week we're going to be talking about the cinematic universes of marvel and dc comics so this is the hot topic this week guys all blurred <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh is it still zero has anybody checked recently uh checked like two or three days ago i can probably do that for you right now the- it is still zero guys wow the blarters are very angry about it. That's what the <laughs> fan bases are called. Yeah, the Blarterverse. The Blarters. Blarters and the Blarterverse. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing to do is, um, when, when a movie like that comes out at 0%, which is Rotten Tomatoes lingo for uh, the non-Rotten Tomatoes visitors, uh, is just to go look at the reviews. Because yeah. the critics love to think of the the funniest way to just destroy a, a movie uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, the, if it's 0%, that means literally all of them have, have given it a negative review. And, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are some horrible movies that'll still get, you know, 3%, 6%, something like that. Uh, to be zero this late in the game, like that is, that is pretty, yeah, that's, that's some rarefied air. There's of some kind. There's always right. the Armand White of the world that, uh, <laughs> would throw a positive review just to kind of get some notoriety, but yeah, apparently it's just one giant commercial for the win. In Las <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing takes place on the wind grounds. It was shot at the wind. And so, and if you've been to Vegas recently, if you get in a cab, you always hear, I am Steve Wynn. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> and you just, you can't uh, get away from his creepy voice. And there, so the, the, I think this might be the end of, uh, the wind play into the Hollywood game. It is always hilarious. I think the last, I think the last zero uh, percent movie I can remember was that Bucky Larson movie. Yes, with, that is literally the one Nick I was Swarson. just looking up to see if it was still zero percent. And yeah. two uh, Happy Madison joints. And uh, yep. Strange Wilderness too was a zero percent one. I think that's Happy <laughs> Madison. I actually laughed some at Strange Wilderness. Yeah, I, I did love too. Steve Zahn. I did too because of Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, first ballot uh, O'Malley candidate, Steve Zahn. Totally, totally. We could we could really call it the Zahns if if we weren't already. We could or the Dags hey, or the uh, Dags. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to report that Strange Wilderness has a positive review, so it is two yes. percent now. The Mount awesome. Rushmore of O'Malley's are Mike O'Malley, Steve Zahn, and Dag, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> of course, man. This is yeah. Bucky Larson was uh, was a fun one. That was. That was when I was really into so my movie you blog. For a positive review? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I I did that. I was writing like every day at that point, and I tweeted and bashed so much. I, I'm sure I've told this before. I tweeted about and bashed on Bucky Larson so much that the 
the Twitter account for the Bucky Larson movie started following me and and talking back to me. So <laughs> we promise was, uh, it's good. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to be the intern that runs a, a movie oh, official I, movie account. Hope they're uh, still following you, like. Our listeners I, go on and check out. Oh, who's who else following Brian and <laughs> B- the Bucky Larson account? That's the second best um, Twitter account story, aside from uh, our friend, or Kent and I's good friend, Brandon, who is blocked by Steve Blake on Twitter for, <laughs> for harassing him nonstop. That's incredible. <laughs> My goal is to be blocked by somebody not- notable. Nope accomplished yeah i haven't been blocked by anybody uh of note we'll, I don't we'll think. both block you if it makes you feel yeah, better i've been yeah. muted plenty of times probably over in my <laughs> day people don't want to yeah. see my sports slash movie slash music talk <laughs> I, I cross over on way too many Bad, and subjects you are a staunch uh wig yes <laughs> you're always just yeah. espousing your wig views and it's right. really it's just who you are and i i yeah. mean i respect you for it but it is right. just you know, enough is enough. You know, I like yeah. to think of myself as an independent thinker. So yeah. uh, that comes across in my political views. And if you don't like it, you know what? Go away. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. have to listen. So yeah. and I, I like to think I'll of myself as Wigcon. completely yeah. apathetic. And that, that also comes across in my <laughs> political views that I express on social media. So last week we uh, we jumped on and we – and Brian and I did a little Star Wars talk uh, after the Force Awakens trailer dropped – yeah, and, 54 and, minutes on a two-minute trailer. Right. You know. You're welcome. And we... I didn't listen, guys, shockingly. It's okay. It okay. was, it was pretty know. nerdy, and it's pretty much Brian and I just agreeing with each other for 54 minutes. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yep. it was. Yeah. Pretty and much. And then Chewy, and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. But, you know, that's that's every we were, week on this show. We were both Chris Farley in that uh, that sketch of, remember remember when you, you, you did this? That, that was awesome. That was awesome. Just, Paul McCartney. Remember yes. w- when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so, that, so not even, you know, four hours after they dropped the Star Wars trailer on the world, and, and it got 88 million views in less than 24 hours, which is a world record. Jeez. Zack Snyder just couldn't help himself. He had to had to drop the Batman v Superman trailer, Dawn of Justice. On After the he got a few sets in, right? They actually leaked the trailer, which is always the worst way to go about it. Is when they're like, "Okay, just send somebody in the theater, film it on their iPhone, and we'll leak that." And then once that gets leaked, then the studio will have to leak the real thing because they don't want a leaked version going around. And all that, so it would have been awesome. It's if the most obvious way to leak something. Yeah, uh, if you could see like on it. the walls that like it was clearly Zack Snyder's home theater. Yeah, and he had like just posters of of you know his lesser known films on the walls, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Some it was movie theater clerk leaked the trailer. It was a dead giveaway. It was Zack Snyder's house when there was just a Bowflex next to the screen, <laughs> like one of those big things of creatine from Sands Club. The only guy that still. Actively uses a Bowflex every single day. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird when he casts Tony Little as a cameo spot in uh, Batman v Superman. I can almost and the Tybo guy. Can almost guarantee that Tony Little is involved somehow in uh, in Batman v Billy Superman. Billy Blanks. Is, he's going to come in. He's going to be Gamble or whatever. Like the the mob leader is in Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. 
to see if that <laughs> comes to fruition. He's so jacked though. Like that's the thing though. You 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 like you discount it, but then you remember that he's super jacked. So that means it'll be good. Because yeah. Aquaman seems dumb, but then he's super jacked. So yeah. yeah, but he's you're right. But he's he's super ripped. So yeah, exactly. So don't even worry about it. Yeah, because <laughs> he's gonna be super ripped. Don't worry about Superman being a pretty you know uh, shallow uh, actor because he's jacked, <laughs> and that's what we all need. Because yeah. I look at the Marvel superhero when I'm watching the Marvel cinematic universe and I'm not a comic book guy and I'm like, yeah, you know, this, these, these narratives are really tight and the character development's really strong and I really like the special effects and I'm really enjoying the dialogue and the, and the wit behind these characters. But gosh, some of these guys aren't even jacked. I can't enjoy yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. How can I buy Mark Ruffalo <laughs> as the Hulk if yeah. he's not jacked? Rippling. I mean, sure. Hulk. Thor. Awesome. You know, cats in America. Awesome. Cause they're jacked, but like Iron Man, who cares? He's not even super yoked. Exactly. Who who gives a flip? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, so it's going to be fun to to look ahead to Avengers Age of Ultron, which comes out next weekend. Uh, not this coming weekend, but May the 2nd, 2015. Oh, we have another announcement. What's that? It's not totally set in stone. So should we make it in terms of date or should we wait until next week? Should we tease it? We should wait. We should Let's, wait. Okay, I don't so wanna, listen next I don't week. Talk anything? Yeah. Listen next week, and uh, we may have an announcement regarding Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, a special episode. Let's just say that a special episode for for the Avengers. So, so look yeah. forward to that coming next. I, I don't want to say that they cast me as the Hulk, but let's just leave it it's, out there. It's possible. And, well, Brian, it happened. I told you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. So that'll be fun. It'll be a fun time of course to talk avengers but we're going to look ahead to that we're going to revisit this week uh, our thoughts on the original uh, marvel cinematic universe tentpole films we're gonna uh, of course put those in the context of what dc is doing and and try to have a sort of cross-examination of, of both of these cinematic universes and we have to talk this batman v superman trailer so uh, so <laughs> I guess in doing that, guys, let's talk a little bit of movie news. Movie news. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin! So like I said, not even 24 hours after Star Wars, we we got a, a sneak peek, a teaser trailer, another, another teaser trailer at Batman v Superman, and... The, the internet was sort of set ablaze again in, in sort of the opposite spectrum of what Star Wars did to people. There uh, was some positivity. There was positivity around. among the, the rabid Batman v Superman yes. fanboys. I'm, I'm looking at you, Dan Newman and Shane Byerly. <laughs> and, and it's fine. And, and if that's what, what you're into, if, if Batman is your thing, then I don't see how you could be happy about, about what they're doing here because this doesn't seem like the Batman we've come to know and love over the past 10 years. And and a lot of our conversation about this will will be centered around that, but it doesn't seem, you know, Superman's going to be Superman. And it's hard to mess up Superman because Superman has been terrible for 40 years on screen. Uh, so I'm just, I'm more scared about Batman than anything because I've loved Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy a lot. And, uh, I don't want it to soil that so fast. 
uh, you know, like sort of how Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy ended, and then it seemed like, what, two years, three years later, they did Amazing Spider-Man, or at least announced Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, this just ended. We don't need more. <laughs> we don't need more Spider-Man origin or a new person playing Spider-Man. Let it breathe a little bit. And so I feel like that's the uh, that sort of happened here. Uh, Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. It's 2015, and we're already seeing trailers to a new universe of batman and a new that, better universe of batman it, it's crazy to think about but <laughs> let's give over our thoughts on this trailer and we can't really break it down 54 minutes like we did the the star wars trailer uh, it's going to be hard for us to do that without just repeating yeah but ourselves. we're going to do like three sets of 20 minutes so that we get more <laughs> definition right that's right <laughs> reps, reps of eight reps that's, of eight that's always yeah. Brian, I guess you can start us off with your your thoughts of this of this trailer. Be be one hundred percent honest. You. What did you think of it? I think it looks terrible. I think it it it's. Uh, and we should say we thought the trailer would be cool because yes, the Man of Steel trailer. We talked about it like cool. two days. Richard said two days before this trailer came out. Hey, look, don't don't be surprised if the trailer's really great because the trailer for Man of Steel was awesome and we were all hyped for it, and then it was just such a letdown. I saw it once as the uh, the quote-unquote uh pirated version and yeah. then uh and then watched it whatever the next day with the the Zack snyder approved version it does not look good at all it, it confirmed all of the issues and suspicions that i think we've expressed multiple times over the course of the the last year yeah, so but you see how jack they both look <laughs> i don't think just, you're watching the same trailer as me I, I had I it know. on mute i, I mean, didn't care about any of the plot or anything but i'm i'm surely was, not focusing on the things that Zack snyder wishes that i was focusing on let's let's put it that way but uh look when the highlight of your entire trailer is uh is batman with glowing eyes i i don't know guys i don't think we're doing such a great job there i'm gonna go ahead and spend at least eight seconds on some positives here um <laughs> it might be minimum of eight seconds I like the plot line of if if Superman was a real person, if it really happened in, in this day and age, people would worship him as if he was a god because of his power. They would they would think he's the second coming of Christ himself. That's that's probably uh the Kinda most like how we treat Kanye. Exactly. Like, similar yeah. similar. Jesus. Yeah. Uh Jesus <laughs> Christ. And and so I agree. I, I actually kind of like that part of the Man of Steel mythos that they're building. Um, they've spoiled most of that in this trailer, <laughs> if not all of it, with the fact that they've built a statue to to uh, Clark Kent and and they worship him. They say, uh, you know, he he's a he's a he's a Jesus like figure to these people. So I think that's one positive I can take is I like that to put a comic book character in a real world scenario and say, what would really happen if, if Superman was real? You know, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a real world scenario where that would happen. CNN re report, is this guy, uh, is this guy God himself, you know, and all this stuff and not, yeah. and not say he's an alien. So I, I think that's kind of, kind of neat, but, um, yeah, and it, it, it creates some conflict, which, right. which Superman is always devoid of, right. Is that You're a word right. or is just void of whatever it is that it, at least that's an, inventive interesting way to uh to go about that which i think will it maybe creates some drama which is always the issue with the superman movie so i'm cool with that you're right that's interesting so i i think that snyder is basing a lot of his batman on the dark knight returns 
you know, I guess that's a positive. I remember, I distinctly remember the look and feel of that, that comic book well, uh, remember, being similar to this, but that was Christopher Nolan's inspiration though, for, for the, the dark Knight trilogy, if I'm not mistaken, was the dark Knight in Returns. some ways, but he went a kind of a different way with it. Eventually. I right. mean, it wasn't, it didn't narratively kind of fit in that he ended up kind of taking it, uh, a whole different way, but yeah, I don't know. Though I mean, the last time uh, Zack Snyder teamed up with Frank Miller, we got three hundred. Right. You know, not that this is really uh, done by Frank Miller, but at least inspired by. So he knows that sort of aesthetic. That can be a positive. I'm I'm cool with that. I like seeing Batman with a rifle. That's straight out of the comics. I used to read those kind of the old comics I read as I was a kid. That's all right. I can get down with that. Other than that, I'm out. Yeah, and the main complaint I have had with this is. This is the most lopsided contest of all time. I mean, yes, there, there's no way unless Batman is in an armored suit for That's him to of compete kryptonite. of yeah. crypt, an armored suit of kryptonite for him to compete with with Superman. There's just not a way to do it, you know. Unless he gets super jacked and works out a lot. <laughs> I don't think you guys are following the narrative here. I, I'm following it, and it's funny. I've seen like a comic strip that said. You know, Batman's looking up at him and saying, "Do you bleed?" And before he can even finish the sentence, Superman has has destroyed him with laser vision. Like it's <laughs> it's not even. I don't see how they're gonna pull this into a two and a half hour movie. You know what? How you know how they're gonna do it? Uh, by shoehorning in Aquaman and Wonder Woman <laughs> and the Flash, and yeah. the entire Justice League as we know it is gonna make appearances and have stories to be told here. This is basically the Avengers for for DC, but in the context of Batman V Superman, the, um, the legal trial that, uh, that lasts <laughs> that longer ended. than the OJ trial mm-hmm. <laughs> and is more, more well, well publicized. Yeah. yeah. And we'll decide whether or not we can teach evolution in school. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't wait to, can't wait for Batman's, uh, <laughs> impassioned speech, impassioned yeah. speech on, uh, just, grunting a lot but still <laughs> still impassioned yeah. yeah yeah no i'm with you kid that i think that's the word i think that's probably my biggest issue with this whole thing is that the batman part is not the problem the problem is superman superman is not compelling there's just i just don't feel like he, i don't feel like there's anything you can do with him in 2015 that makes any sense or that or that become can turn into a a good movie. In my mind, the the one thing, if you're making a Superman movie, the one thing that you can hang your hat on or you hope to hang your hat on is a charismatic performance from your lead. And Henry Cavill hasn't shown anything to suggest that that he's going to be capable of pulling that off. I mean, those old Superman movies, are, I don't think any of them are, are good, but Christopher Reeve is, is kind of a, a, a dynamic, charismatic guy. And so you kind of... I think people embrace them maybe just because of that, if no, if nothing else. But in, in 2015, we've seen it done a thousand times. It doesn't work. And you've only, all you've got to hope for is a, is a, is, is a lead that, that people want to watch and that people care about. And I don't know that anyone cares about Henry Cavill. You're absolutely right. And you know what? I don't think people care about Superman movies at all. I think everyone's hopeful – that this movie comes out and Batman just destroys Superman and everyone's like, yeah, Batman was better all along. Told you. And, 
and Batman becomes the big thing again, and Superman movies and and Henry Cavill become second tier to Batman again. You know, like this was always set up for for Batman to win and and for this to be, um, you know, manpower will always be be superior to otherworldly, you know, beings and all that. And mm-hmm. you know, hard work and ingenuity do pay off. You know, I'm, I'm fighting for something. I'm fighting for the people and all that, you right. know, they're, right. they're, I think it's setting up that way. And, uh, you know, like I said, in a couple weeks ago, when we, we talked about this, believe it or not, for like 30 minutes, a couple weeks ago, when they, when they teased the trailer or, or something happened, but we, uh, I said, this is the most, uh, obvious ending of all time. I mean, the ending is yeah. in the title: Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Okay, which means they're going to come to a truce at the end and form the Justice League. So, no surprises. Uh, I guess we're just going to pay. Spoiler alert, Kent. God, it's in the title, man. <laughs> some I I didn't read the title. I didn't read the title. Yeah. This is not spoil myself. Yeah, they. I mean, it's. I, I guess we're going to just <laughs> see them. See what creative ways or that Snyder can have them fight each other, uh, for them not to kill each other, and uh, and at the end, of course, we're getting Justice League. You know what? It would be fine. It would be it would be perfectly fine if if DC and this is this leads to the DC conversation. If if DC said, uh, okay, we're gonna do Batman v Superman. That's the movie, and and hadn't announced all these ancillary properties that they're already developing and shooting and they've confirmed justice league and justice league two and aquaman standalone and put and tagged batman v superman with the subtitle dawn of justice if you don't do that then you actually might have something for us to go look forward to to go and say well well maybe they maybe batman dies here maybe uh you know since it was left ambiguous in the Dark Knight trilogy, whether Batman stays around or not, maybe this is where they really kill him off and Superman forms his own justice. Like, what's going to happen here? This, it's it's so – they're so ahead of themselves. They've, they've, they've pinned themselves in a we're going to catch up to Marvel zone yeah. that it's ruined any sort of anticipation that I've had for any of these movies. It's just I know exactly where they're going and – uh and I, I honestly don't see why they would announce Justice League before this even comes out, you know? And, well, and it's the same thing they did with, with Man of Steel. The, the week yeah. after Man of Steel, they announced Batman v Superman. The week after. Like, didn't even let it yeah. finish its box office run or, or anything. Uh, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Well, look, it's, we've talked about this ad nauseum. And, and we, we should say we've had a – part of the reason that we've, we, we started this podcast, we were going to just do Marvel – but we've had we've had a lot of people email in and tweet and all this sort of stuff, kind of defending the DC property or asking, you know, what we think about it and all this sort of stuff. And um, we would all like it to be good for one, but we just this is this has been the DC model the, the last few years. They are they are always putting the cart before the horse. You know, exactly, they're always yeah. trying too hard. I don't think there's any way. I don't think you can you can say that they're doing anything except trying to keep up with Marvel and it's not it's not working. Nothing that they have done to this point comes anywhere close to measuring up to what Marvel has done as far as creating a cinematic universe goes. Dark Knight, 
uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. The, the, the Nolan trilogy is is a great series of films. I love all three of those films, including the last one that gets the most crap. Um, I, I love all three of those films, but they're not this. But clearly, they're not the same thing as this this cinematic universe that they're striving for because they've you know they're starting over on those movies and pretending kind of like they they don't exist. So, as far as this universe goes, everything they do always seems. Uh, a day late and a, and a buck short a, behind Marvel, and like yep. they're just doing everything they can to like almost to bully Marvel, and then just getting shut down so hard. Just right. I, I take it back to last year when they announced it, it, it was this movie, right? They announced Batman v Superman was going to open the same day as Captain America three, right? And just basically challenged Marvel. Just come on, this is our turf now. What are you, what are you going to do? And then Cap 2 came out and just destroyed the box office, and then they quietly, okay, maybe we need to move it somewhere else. Like, right. that is such, I think that's very, uh, very typical of what DC has done under Zack Snyder's leadership. And, and I know there's other people besides Snyder. He's just kind of the forefront. Uh, I don't know who the, who's the, who's the, the Paul Fagey over there, or the Kevin Fagey, excuse me, not Paul. At Warner Brothers? Uh, yeah, who's Zack Snyder? I think Fee? it's is, Zach it, Snyder. is it straight up? Zach I'm, Snyder? I'm pretty okay. sure well. Zack Snyder is the the guy for DC okay. uh, at Warner Brothers. That's just way too many. They're, if they're making ten of these movies in the next four or five years, that's really just too many. I mean, I think people will get fatigued on these pretty quickly. Batman versus sure. Superman is going to make a ton of money, regardless, even if it's terrible. Um, yeah. and maybe it's not, but I'm just saying. Let's just say it is. Uh, it's going to make a ton of money. And Justice League will make a lot of money, but you know Green Lantern already failed once. Don't tell me you know Aquaman can't fail, right? And yeah. you know that that they can't have some bombs on their hands here. I mean, you can you can afford to make bad Spider-Man movies. You can afford to make bad uh, Superman and Batman movies. You can't afford to make a bad you know B-level. I mean, Thor yeah. two was bad, but only it had Thor one to kind of rest on. If sure. if Thor one had been bad, uh, no one it would have been a huge bomb. I don't think. You know, yeah. those kind of secondary kind of uh, fringe superheroes, that movie's got to be solid for it to work. And yeah. if they're not going to be making solid films, they're – I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of these never get made. Cool. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're saying you're not you're not stoked about Shazam in 2019? Well, one question. How jacked is he? <laughs> like, like super jacked. Like <laughs> oh, he they- makes The Rock look pretty weak. <laughs> OK. Then I'm in. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Take a chair. Yeah. As long as he's jacked, I'm – yeah, totally. I don't think yeah. The Rock is Shazam. I think The Rock is somebody else. As I think, uh, but, I hope The Rock stays cl- steers clear of, of DC. No, like he the- he said when he signed on with DC for an unannounced property, he he said, "I've just been holding out for DC. I've been waiting <laughs> for this moment. Uh, you know, I want it to be the right character that um, that shows off his acting skills and and of course physical skills and all that." stuff so uh he he, it's because he's so jacked is why he's waiting for dc you know he's too jacked for marvel let's let's be real yeah let's be real he tried out for rocket raccoon but it was a little weird exactly man man, come on come on rock join dom and the gang over at marvel like what (laughs) are you doing come on guys you're right richard if any of these films get made as far as i'm concerned i think that wonder woman has the worst shot of all of them to to do well because uh, it's been proven, you know, multiple times uh, on TV and on the big screen that people just don't care about Wonder Woman. 
Uh, but I, I have a feeling, and I, I'm under the impression that Wonder Woman has the best chance of being a good movie, just totally. because there's so much left to explore there that we haven't seen. You know, I, I, and I, you know, with Hunger Games and Divergent and sure. stuff, like these kind of female-led action adventure movies are, you know, doing really well. And are if they're good, like Hunger Games is good, then then there's a huge audience for it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the actual kind of runaway star from this universe, but yeah, no, I, I, I think totally they casted agree. it. Well, I think she's going to be, she's it. I think she's got it. I think, I think Gal Gadot will be good as well. But my reasoning being, I don't think, you know, there are comic book fans for sure of Wonder Woman, but cinematically people don't have any preconceived mm-hmm. notion of what Wonder Woman is or could yeah. be, uh, you know, unlike Batman and Superman where, if they don't like uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, you know they'll just go home and watch The Dark Knight fifty times, you know, and yeah. and and right. be fine. And they always have something to compare it to, which is with which as uh, with Wonder Woman, they don't. And I think that has it going for it. But then again, uh, a female led superhero movies haven't been uh, the biggest biggest deal. You know, Catwoman was to name one was uh, a huge flop, and uh, in it had the biggest female star woman star in the world at that point yeah. and Halle Berry who was coming off an Oscar win. So, uh, you know, that didn't, it, it was a terrible movie for sure, but, uh, people didn't rush out and see it was, is my right. point. Well, if there's any of these that I'm rooting for, it's wonder woman. Like I, I really hope wonder woman is a, is a success because we should be putting to bed the notion that we can't have female led blockbusters. We totally can. And, and we need to, and superhero films and, and all that stuff. Like we need to put that to bed. So I would love for wonder woman to be a success and for the rest of these to take badly in some ways, because I just don't love, I just don't like anything that they're doing at this point, but I would love to see wonder woman be a success and, and have, uh, be able to kind of lead the way on that front. It had a lot better chance of success though, in my opinion, with, uh, with uh, Michelle McLaren, yeah, Richard, you did make a good point a few weeks ago. That I wonder how much money they they threw at Catherine Bigelow for <laughs> for Wonder Woman. It had to have been yeah. a lot, or they just probably tried to get Snyder to do it. Hey, can you do one more <laughs> for us? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I can probably between sets, but let me let me look. Yeah, it, I know she would. I would have been pumped if it had been Catherine Bigelow, Wonder yeah. Woman, um, or any of these. That's you know, she's like kind of the one big action director that hasn't done a superhero movie yet. The, the Batman v Superman defenders who who have reached out and you know, by all means, yell at us all you want. Uh, yes, I, I yeah. love that. That's the whole point of this podcast is for us to give our opinion and for the listeners to give their opinions back and have a have an ongoing conversation about about movies. But the Batman v Superman defenders have always said, you know what? This is just supposed to be fun. It's, it's Batman against Superman. It's supposed to be this real, this popcorn flick. You know, they, they make fun of us, the listeners for loving the fast series. Like how can you love that, but not love what they're doing with Batman V Superman. And the answer is DC takes itself way too seriously, way too seriously. Um, and this is the main point of this Marvel versus DC conversation I wanted to have and something I've noticed over the past few days when I've been kind of looking at what both, both sides are doing uh, both on TV and on, on film DC takes itself way too seriously. And it's because of the Christopher Nolan series 
you know, no well, one I had no one had the seen, Frank Miller stuff too well, had the really brooding sure. attitude. It's a combination of a but, few factors. But the the success of of say yeah. Christopher Nolan series juxtaposed that to you know Batman and Robin, which is the last thing we had seen there. It's like well. Wow, we have never seen a serious Batman before. This is this is something that I can get on board with. A serious superhero movie? Wow, I can take my grandpa to see this and he won't think it's stupid, you know, type of thing. They're so pigeonholed into that everything we do has to be that tone now that they've they've put themselves in a in a position where they can't have any fun anymore. What I'll say yes. about about Marvel is their movies are serious. Uh the Iron Man is one of the more serious movies that superhero movies we've ever had. Putting Tony Stark and the whole weapons of mass destruction conversation and uh, and the conversation of us selling weapons to uh, foreign countries and all that for profit. There's there's a political conversation to be had there, which is very serious. But everything that Marvel has done, you know, serious or not, has been fun. And they have a way of, of releasing it and, and the tone and even the way they're shot, the directors they choose, you know, Joss Whedon and, and John Favreau, these guys like to have fun. Snyder is way too serious. Kenneth no, Brownell. Nothing he's nothing Snyder has it. done has been for fun. <laughs> it's been for how brutal can I make this? You yeah. know, how 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 what? How deep of a message can I get in Sucker Punch to where ninety nine percent of the people that go see Sucker Punch aren't even going to know what it was, it meant? But if you watch it fifty times in a row and you read like feminist film theory novels, you'll understand what Sucker Punch was trying to say. You know, like there's it's almost pretentious, pretentiously unfun. Uh, yeah. what they're doing, so <laughs> it's annoying. I think Zack Snyder wants you to know that you just watched a movie directed by Zack Snyder above anything else, <laughs> beyond anything else. Like, I, I really think that's his – whether he would admit it or not, like, that's that comes across anyway. Let's say that. It comes across as that's his main intent. He's a lot like uh, – you know, after the Super Bowl – I'll make a sports analogy. After the Super Bowl, I saw several reports that said uh, – you know that that it ends on that awful interception. Just why in the world are you throwing the ball there? You should always be running the ball. And and the quote was that that Seattle's offensive coordinator wants you to know that he beat you, and that's why they call these this stupid awful play call right on the goal line when you have one of the biggest running backs in the world. Just smash it up into the into the end zone yeah. and you win the game. Um, I feel like that's that's Zach Snyder. He Marvel has been so great at picking directors who I think can can express who they are as directors and as filmmakers within a cohesive concept and within a well thought out concept that's another thing that that DC doesn't have going for them um, it, it's people who can do their own thing but within within the company lines and I think that's that's maybe the one thing that you can almost criticize Marvel for is that they you know they definitely want their directors to to stay within the lines. Um, but I, but I still think they give them they pick the right people and then give them the opportunity to to make their movie. Whereas DC, it's just it it just comes across as uh, we've got to show you how how good I am at making a movie. That gummit, look right, how tough right. these guys are. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't none of his movies flow together. And you've got this guy who, I mean, honestly, Snyder just should not be in charge of of a franchise like this. Is is kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, the forward thinking has really, really bit him in the butt as far as 
my outlook on what they're doing. And the only thing I can compare it to is when, when Iron Man and Iron Man 2 came out, you know, the only question that people had for Kevin Feige, who is sort of the, he's the executive producer of all the, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And he's sort of the figurehead or, I guess Stan Lee is the figurehead of all that, but he's mm-hmm. the, I guess, for in a, the CEO, the, of the, the showrunner. Yeah. If it was a TV show, he'd be the showrunner of it. And he, you know, was getting questions after all that, like, well, you know, are you going to do Avengers? When are you going to do Avengers? And even though they had confirmed plans to make Avengers and the script was being worked on and all that, he would never say, this is what we're doing. You know, even though they had teased the Avengers initiative and all this other stuff in Iron Man two and, um, and in Thor and they were, you know, slowly putting together the Avengers, they would never come out and say the Avengers is coming in 2012 until, until all this was built up behind it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And for, for DC, literally all they have at this point is man of steel. That's all that's come out in this new DC <laughs> cinematic universe. Uh, they tried it with Green Lantern. I think they really wanted Green Lantern to be the kickoff of this oh, new thing. Oh yeah, failed no miserably. Um, and well, so they had to on start some levels, but on some levels it was very successful. <laughs> like it got me to walk out of the theater at a midnight screen. It was successful in that exactly. But they they it got us to believe that Blake Lively could be both the CEO of a multi billion dollar yeah, corporation and a fighter jet pilot. Stole my joke. <laughs> we that's all they have is Man of Steel, and to say and to book all of this for the future and to set in stone here's what we're doing without us even seeing these characters on the screen is just it's not what I want. I want it to grow organically and. It's the opposite of what Marvel is doing. So I want to move so- towards the Marvel conversation. And and one positive I will say with DC is I like what DC is doing on the small screen with The Flash and with Green Arrow. I think, and I guess Gotham, if you want to put Gotham uh, on Fox in, in that conversation as well. It's not uh, yeah. it's not Warner Brothers that's doing the, the Gotham series, I believe. I think it's a Fox studio, maybe, or it's a... It's a Warner Brothers production, but it's on Fox. Sure. And, um, yeah, I think that's right. I think I like what they're doing on the small screen with, with the DC properties. And I will admit that uh, that Marvel is even playing catch up to them when it comes to to that stuff with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. And now, uh, since last week, uh, Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. Lois and Clark, I- New Adventures of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> You you know you know Superman is bad when Dean Cain is a more charismatic Superman than Henry Cavill. <laughs> That's why you know it's it's doomed. Uh, but I, I really like what they're doing there with the Flash and when Green Arrow. I, I think those are good series. And you know if they sh- they could build more into that, I would be I would be down with that. If they cast the same actor as the Flash that they have in the on the small screen, I think that would be cool. But he's just not jacked enough. They're gonna have to cast somebody <laughs> new as the Flash. Like they that they will have that conversation where I mean, but he, does he really fit the look of what we're doing here? I mean, I hope we look and like next year he shows up for season two and he just looks like a Rod <laughs> after the 2002 off season, like just neck is fat and <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I like what they're doing uh, on the small screen. So I will I will give them a little props there. But have y'all seen Daredevil yet? Netflix. 
No, dude, and I'm dying to see it. I just haven't had a chance. It's yeah. so busy lately. But I have heard every single person who I've talked to has said has had good things to say. Just Man, really enjoyed it. It really changed my view of what superhero could be in a non movie format. It, it's a mixture. Picture this: it's a mixture of the Americans and the Raid. Like it has that tone. The fight scenes of the Raid, but. The, the drama and dialogue of the Americans. So, so picture that in your mind. And, Sweet. And it's freaking – you guys are going to love it. It's shot great. Uh, it, the acting is good. And uh, I haven't seen every episode, but I, I, I'm excited at where it's going to be going. So Marvel is really really building this thing, not only on the, on the big screen but the small screen. They have Jessica Jones coming out. Uh, a series on Netflix as well, as well as the Black Panther, I believe, is coming to to Netflix. Or no, Iron Fist. It's Iron, Iron Fist, Fist yeah. coming coming to Netflix. Black Panther is is going to be a movie. So right. let's talk about what Marvel is doing here, and we're going to get to the point, guys. And and it's I don't know if it's after Age of Ultron. Uh, um, we're going to have this conversation, I'm sure, after we screen that. But we're going to get to the point where. We're gonna get sick of this cast of of seeing Robert Downey Jr. and and Chris Evans and and Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett and all them just do their thing. And I don't know when that's gonna be. You know, a, a three hour uh, Avengers two that's sure to have sequel syndrome of just we're gonna cram everything at you. You know, similar to what uh, I guess. Transformers 2 had and and many other sequels in the past have have had sure. bad sequel syndrome. But um when do you think that day is going to come? We had the conversation last week Brian of we don't think mm-hmm. there's ever going to be a time where we're not excited for Star Wars or at least right. even the original cast can come back forever and we're going to be stoked about it. Um when is that time going to come for Marvel and how long are they going to be able to milk this because it seems like they're they're signing picture to picture deals with at least Robert Downey Jr. at this point. And, uh, and I don't know how much longer it's going to go. They need to start building towards something different or new, uh, as it were. So what do you think about, about that analysis there? Yeah, I think you're right. I think what, one thing that they've done very, very smartly, wisely, I don't know. One thing that they've done really well up to this point is that if you look at their upcoming slate, I feel like they've done a great job of of balancing their Avengers movies, which will kind of like tie everything together every three or four years or two, whatever. Every couple of years, they'll come together, they'll, they'll tie it all up nicely with Avengers and send us all back out. And then uh, we'll get our Ant-Man and our Doctor Strange and our uh, Thor Ragonk and uh, Black <laughs> Panther and, and, you know, and all these sorts of things. And uh, there's a joke for three listeners and us. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, um, I like that. I, I like the way that they've balanced that schedule a little bit and giving us opportunities to depart from the uh, the immediate Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of venture out into the uh, the further reaches, I guess, like with like they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm sure some of these others will will do that as well. Will kind of be uh, part of the process, but not uh, so connected that uh, 
we can't see any kind of differences or anything like that. There's definitely going to be fatigue, and we we already feel it. Like, I think all three of us have said at some point or another, like you know, you can kind of feel it now. I'm not nearly as excited for Avengers two as I was for Avengers, and yeah. and that will probably continue, I would think. But the thing is, once once it gets down to actually seeing that movie, I feel pretty confident that every time I go in. I'm going to get a good experience and I'm going to enjoy my my time in the theater and whether it's a movie that's as good as Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man which I think are kind of the three best films in the in the the universe so far or whether it's like an incredible Hulk which is you know up besides Thor 2 I think is probably the weakest of of these films but it's still like a solid B movie. Like I enjoy watching that. I rewatched it a couple of days ago and it's, it's a fine superhero movie. So they're always going to make huge money, whether or not we can continue this trend where they, they make more and more and more money every single time out, or at least Avengers makes more money every time they pop one out. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know that that's completely sustainable, but I have every faith that like when, Inhumans is the last one we know about. It's scheduled to come out July 12th of 2019. The difference is, I guess, is is this. Uh, Cyborg is supposed to come out from uh, from DC in 2020. I don't know anything about Cyborg, but I know I'm kind of beaten down by it already <laughs> before <laughs> we're five years out. And I don't know anything really about Inhumans in 2019. But, I know Vin uh, Diesel's I- in it. Yeah, well, okay. Then that just maybe that changes the entire yeah. even if Vin Diesel <laughs> wasn't in it. Um, I would have, you know, kind of vague anticipation of like, okay, I know that on that July of that summer, uh, I'm gonna have the opportunity to sit down and watch at the bare minimum, I'm gonna be able to see a decent, enjoyable, fun blockbuster movie. And I don't have that same regardless of superhero fatigue or anything like that, I don't have any of that faith going into literally any DC movie. No, absolutely. And I think they're really putting their, their chips in a, in another basket uh, with, with their future plans for, for Marvel, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. I think they know that this is, this is coming to an end. They've booked a director for Avengers. um, I guess, infinity war part Mm -hmm. one and two, which is the Russo's. Right. Who did uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Which, in my opinion, Brian is the yeah. best Marvel film wow. that has been released. I and uh, Guardians is is there too, probably neck and neck. But I think that uh, the Winter Soldier is just is just great, and and it's it's better than the Avengers for me. It's it's aged better than the Avengers for me now. Uh, the Avengers for me when I first saw it. I was just so high on it. I, I couldn't believe it, it worked as well as it did. I don't think anyone could believe it. It worked as well as it did. And, uh, you know, I've, I've probably watched Avengers more times than any of them. Just because sure. I, I, I love revisiting it. But I just don't think it's going to hold up in, in 10 years as well as The Winter Soldier will or uh, as well as Guardians will. I don't know if it has that timeless quality that the others have. And, and you know, time will tell, of course. But I think that... Um, that they're putting their eggs in in the Guardians basket. I, I they're really excited about Guardians that it worked as mm-hmm. well as it did and the places they can take it. I think they're excited about that. And something we haven't talked about at all, and I want to get Richard's opinion on this too, is is Ant Man, which is this summer, <laughs> and uh, and Ant Man could be something special. And and it came out today. And Joss Whedon said, I think it's CinemaCon or something like that that's going on this week. 
that the Edgar Wright Ant-Man script was, I think he quote, quote unquote, the best, by far the best script that Marvel has ever seen. And of course they scrapped it and went with something else. <laughs> yeah. I don't, which yeah, is, that, it, I'm it, not, I'm a little concerned about Ant-Man. I'm not I'm, too, I'm concerned too, but if it works, I mean, there, that's, you've got guardians, you've got Ant-Man and let's not forget guys. Spider-Man is now a Marvel property. They they have Spider-Man, right. Ant-Man, and Guardians to build their new Very true. cinematic universe around, and that's that could be big. Paul Rudd is a big star, yeah. And and you know the viral campaign at least have been fantastic for Ant-Man, and I think Ant-Man will sneak up on us hopefully and be a, a Guardians like hit like Guardians was last summer. I mean, it probably won't because yeah, you know, Spy- Guardians are totally. Yeah. Uh, Great point, though, that Spider-Man is a whole new – if they cast that right and play that correctly, yeah, that can be the Iron Man for the next decade. Of- we, we, uh, we actually have a, a short list of actors that, that came out today. Actually, as we, as we were on this podcast, the final five actors have been um, confirmed, the final short list of actors for the new Spider-Man. Did I make the cut? Just, just barely, but ah. you did make the cut. Oh, okay, good. Uh, the list. I don't know some of these people, so Brian, maybe you can fill us in uh, on some of these people. Nat okay. Wolf. We have Nat Wolf. Oh, Fault in Our Stars. Okay. Fault in Our Stars. There you go. I know I'd heard the name. Not the star. He's like the. Uh, he's the best friend. Gotcha. In that movie. We have Asa Butterfield, who we know from Hugo and Ender's Game. Sure. He was. Uh, I actually thought he was pretty good. He could be good. Good eventually. Yeah, yeah. He's really good in Hugo. Really yeah. good. Tom Holland. It's I'm, a delightful drink. You get a Tom Holland at the bar. <laughs> uh, he is in the Impossible. That uh, Naomi Watts. Ewan okay. McGregor yeah. Right. Movie. I. I don't know what we would. He. He did uh, Billy Elliot on Broadway. It looks like. <laughs> so. Yeah, he doesn't have anything credit-wise that we could be excited about. We have Liam James, who was the way, way back. Yeah, that's okay. an interesting. I I actually love the way, way back. So I love the way, way back. Yeah, but that's an interesting guy for uh, for, for Spider Man, right? Yeah, and we have Timothy Chalamet. Timothy with two E's, which is interesting. I've never seen it. Oh, Interstellar. Okay, he played uh, the the son that Matthew McConaughey yeah. didn't care about in Interstellar. <laughs> and we have one more. Actually, that's it. That's the five. Is it uh, Ninja? Did he make the cut? Ninja did not make the cut. From <laughs> Darn it! I don't think if Chappie had been bigger, maybe Ninja could have uh, could have worked his way. I was in there. hoping we get cha- we get Ninja. Yeah, I was. I'm I, a Spider Man. <laughs> Just so much graffiti in that Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> so many cuss words spelled with backwards letters. It was really sort of off-putting it's at first. It's weird when he has gosh. to web around, you know, Soweto. It's not not the same as New York City. Yes. Cha- oh, Chappie gets worse the further we get from it, and it wasn't good to begin with. No, it's really bad. My vote- it might be bottom ten this year by the time we get yeah, to Yeah, I think so, too. I actually really liked... Uh, Taron Egerton from Kingsman. I'm surprised oh, he's yeah. not. I'm oh, surprised. he would have been a, 
fantastic Spider-Man. Episode. I think he's too old, honestly. I think they're going like, yeah. for a young Gosh, high school. Go old. I, I yeah. want to watch the freaking. Well, this one's it's set in high school. I, I think I, uh, I'm pretty sure I read that. It's not. I wonder how it starts. Like I wonder how he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> it's supposed to not be an origin story, but it it is a it is a high school Spider-Man, I believe. Yeah, I don't. And this casting would lead you to believe that. As well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's called, by the way, the Spectacular Spider-Man, which is which is terrible as well. They bad. need to they need to just they need to reinvent it somehow. Uh, I I don't even know what to think about Spider-Man, but like, well, if like it's Richard a Spectacular said, Spider-Man, then I think you got to get Miles Teller. <laughs> <laughs> he can have like, that, but that, the but the cup. Is... Yeah, well, the cup could be like the Green Goblin. Okay, because that's his that. demon. You know. Hey, do y'all do y'all want some Spider-Man breaking news that's that's happening as we? Uh, I, as I know we what you're gonna here? say. I know what you're gonna say, and I'm excited yeah. too. But go uh, ahead. Our our good friends, uh, who who we 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 speak with often, uh, Lord and Miller are going to direct an animated Spider-Man movie. Sweet, interesting. Could be awesome. Could I, be. I think anything they more. do is going to be awesome. Like I'm totally. So why would you make pretty that? much? Why would Marvel make that if they're going to do a live it's action? Sony. Right? It's Sony. I yeah, think. Yeah, it's Sony. It's uh, not. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So Sony still has the rights as long as it's animated. Uh, I think. Sure. I think they share the rights. That's I, th- I think. Kind of a D move. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll sell you Spider-Man live action for. F- That's actually kind of a pretty strong business move by Sony. I'm pretty sure the Spider-Man Disney acquisition was a joint venture. I think they're still going to share profits. Even if uh, uh, if Marvel okay. Studios is the one making the film, I'm pretty sure Sony still gets money every yeah. you know, every ticket that's sold. So I don't they don't they didn't vanquish the rights straight up. They they worked out a deal, you know, uh, and that's going to pay both of them heftily. But you know, they're scratching each other's still backs. Weaken though. I mean, if this comes out within a year of that theatrically, right? Then that's going to hurt the anticipation for another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, sure. it is. It's a little confusing. I would still be pretty ticked if I was Marvel. It's it's definitely confusing considering they are making a Lego Batman movie, which is being made right now. Uh, Lord and Miller... Uh, they busy. They're busy, man. They they signed on for four Lego movies when they did, when they initially <laughs> signed on. So they're doing... They did Lego movie. They're doing Lego movie two, Lego Batman, and probably one more probably Lego movie three at some point. And so it surprises me that they wouldn't just do Lego Spider-Man and, and do that. <laughs> and like, like Richard said, to not compete with the other thing. Cause if it's a, if it's a well done animated property, like, you know, CGI computer animated and, or even traditional animation that could, you know, take away some people's want for Spider-Man on the big screen at least. And, uh, and say, you know, man, I saw I saw that that Lord Miller Spider Man movie last month, or, or you know, two months yeah. ago. I don't want to go see another freaking Spider Man while he's in high school. You know, I don't care anymore. Uh, that that's at as least as they both use the dashboard song. I'm good. <laughs> Indicated. I am selfish. Uh, as long as Tobey Maguire has a cameo and and uh, break dances in it, then then I'm all good with his. Uh, it is. <laughs> I forgot. What's the guy? Um, what's the guy from that '70s show? <laughs> oh, uh, Topher Grace. Uh, Topher, yeah, Topher Grace. Grace. As long as Topher Grace is involved <laughs> as as Venom, I think he still would have been a better Spider-Man though than Toby. Oh McCoy. yeah, 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, just not Venom. Yeah. Oh, O'Malley canned it hardcore. By the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Why wasn't the Rock Venom? I don't know. <laughs> They're making a Venom. Eventually. He was too busy making Scorpion King movies <laughs> at that point. Yeah, he hadn't worked his way, uh, worked his way up yet. So yeah. which one? Is, so which one is Captain America v Iron Man? Is the next going to be the next Captain America movie? Captain yes. America. Captain 3, America right. Three is Civil War, which will which will feature. Iron Man prominently. Okay. okay. Uh, the next, the next couple of movies are standalones or the beginning of series. Uh, Question, we'll get, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, I'm catching mm-hmm. up, and I'm, I'll shut up. Who's directing Captain America three? Uh, the Russos. So they're doing Captain America three, and then both Infinity yes. War movies. Wow. I think okay. Civil yeah. War is filming like right now. Like gotcha. they're almost even might even be wrapping up production on Civil War. It's sure. coming out this time next year. But okay. go ahead. Cool. Yeah, Doctor Strange comes out November of 2016. Who did Who did Doctor Strange? Uh, what's the cast on that? Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. Okay, we yeah. talked about that one so often before they cast him, and now I kind of forgot. Benedict Cumberbatch, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did uh, was it Insidious? I think was a right. Uh, he did. He's got a horror movie background anyway, uh, but like pretty sinister. Yeah, sinister. There it is. Not Insidious. Sinister. Uh, sinister terrified me. Just the trailer. Uh, I I had bad dreams about it. Seriously, like the, it scared me so badly just seeing the two minute trailer. A uh, little inside Sinister into Sinister Two coming out this year, so get excited. Yes, <laughs> I also saw the trailer for that and tried to kill myself. It was the most terrifying <laughs> thing ever. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two comes out May of 2017. July of 2017 will be the untitled Spider Man film, uh, and then November of 2017. So we'll get three that year. Is Thor Ragnarok. Um, no director announced on that. Least excited I've ever been for a Marvel movie. I don't. I guess I see why they're doing it because Chris Hemsworth is a movie star. Yes, I. I just don't think people care about Thor three. You know, bring bring back bring back uh, Branagh. Yeah, Branagh was in on it. I'd be I'd be excited. I think I think Guardians ended up making more in like the first week and a half than Thor 2 did in its entire run. If I remember us talking about that correctly. Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. Thor 2 is not good, y'all. That's just a really that that's the one they've put out 10 films to this point. And I think the worst one uh, besides Thor 2 is a a B, B minus. So that's that's pretty strong. Thor 2 to me is like I don't even know if I'm going to rewatch it before I rewatch every movie or franchise movie, I haven't so. seen it Not since the theater and Same. you know go for the listener you can go listen to our Thor 2 episode we did do an episode on it uh, in 2014 and uh, actually 2013 2013 uh, the yeah. end of 2013 I get we've been doing this a long time guys forgive me I know right we're and, almost pros at this point yeah and so if you want our full thoughts feel free to go listen to it but they're not glowing i'll warn you yeah, there no. uh, it is feels the like same a, writers as like Thor: dark world mm, by the way that's not great that's not great at all and, and uh, what's sad is that that marvel thinks Thor: the dark world was awesome too like you can tell that they're really psyched on that movie the way they talk about it and, and everything like that i just i i'm more fatigued on thor than any character you know i'm, I'm way more excited about where they're going to take captain america than thor yeah. and i never would have said that after seeing Captain America one and Thor one, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I like the character of Thor and we all love Hemsworth. We all think he is a total movie star yeah. in an era where there are no movie stars. Um, but it's just not, 
I don't know. Brannick should get so much credit for, and Richard, you, you deserve credit too. Cause you, you've been uh, preaching on that bandwagon for quite some time, but he, he should get a lot of credit for making Thor as good as it is. Hardest uh, degree of difficulty of any Marvel movie. I would I say hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. Uh, 2018 is going to bring us Avengers infinity war part one in May, black Panther in July and captain Marvel in November. Ooh. And then uh, 2019, we'll get Infinity War Part 2 in May and the Inhumans in uh, July. And so when do we expect like the next round of these to be? Like, I would yeah. say we should probably get – they'll start adding more. Like the 2020 so, slate we'll probably see in right. probably a year maybe. So Ant-Man is the last film in Phase 2, technically. So Captain America 3, 2016, will bring with it Phase 3. Um, if so why was, is that? Why does Ant-Man – Why isn't? because I thought Avengers was supposed to be kind of a cap of each phase. Yeah, I think Ant-Man is kind of an outlier just because of all the issues they had production-wise. You know, honestly, Ant-Man I think, was supposed I think to come Ant-Man, out sooner than yeah, it, it has. Been, yeah, it would have been March or okay. November or something like that. Um and it just had so many weird, you know, with Edgar Wright and all that stuff. So I just don't get why they wouldn't just throw it into phase three. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, it, you know, if I had to guess based on past Marvel sorts of things, the way they do things, I kind of – and can't feel free to correct me or anybody jump in on that. I kind of think they would like to see how Ant-Man and Doctor Strange uh, play and maybe even the Spider-Man movie before they really start pushing – at least publicly, what their yeah, what phase four is going to bring with it? Because I, I, I could be wrong. They could come out tomorrow and announce, look, these are our next films for the next fifteen years. But um, they always seem like Kevin Feige always seems like he is a little smarter than that and doesn't want to quite follow the same path that uh, that our friends at DC would. So it would not surprise me at all for them to say we would at least want to see what Ant Man and Doctor Strange do, so that we can kind of progress. Or, uh, prognosticate like black panther captain marvel and inhumans before they move on to the next round right. i guess yeah gotcha that's that's crazy to think and uh that they planned it out that that extensively and, but it, it shows you that they know what they're doing and it's the opposite opposite end of the spectrum of dc like i said they're they they can plan it because they have something to fall back on they have all these you know, Iron Man one, two, and three have come out. They have multiple Thor movies, multiple Captain America movies, so they know what they're doing as far as what has worked and what hasn't, so they can plan for the future. Instead of releasing Iron Man and then saying, "Okay, we're booked to 2020," and yeah. we've we've released one movie, so I, I'm I'm more confident in what where they're doing with that than they than, than DC. But let's just give some predictions, early predictions for Age of Ultron before we wrap up this conversation. It's going to be interesting for me to see how involved Jeremy Renner is in Age of Ultron because of how vocal he was with how displeased he was with his role in the Avengers. He thought he was going to be in the movie a lot more. He didn't know that they were doing the whole eye thing where, you know, he goes under Loki's spell and then his eyes are blacked out for the entire remainder of the film until the last scene. So I guess we're going to get more Hawkeye in Age of Ultron, which I'm not too stoked about. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it already does seem like there's so many characters in here. We're getting the yeah. entire Avengers, plus we're getting Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch. 
Now, Quicksilver's, Quicksilver's power is being able to seduce really old women, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By wearing Quicksilver clothes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he's actually got it just works. He works at PacSun. Just... <laughs> I was going to make him... I was gonna make a Pac Sun joke. His awesome. arch enemy is the Hurley guy. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Buckle brings yeah. them both together. So. Yeah, they fight. They fight in the food court. It's funny. That's hilarious. So that's that's gonna be interesting to see how much Renner is involved in. and of course Scarlett Johansson too. Those are sort of the old ancillary characters in the I bet original she Avengers. Kind of pushed to the side of this one only for because they got to make more time for Hawkeye because he, he whined and she was super pregnant while making this. No, oh, yeah. True. That is. So true. I bet she's probably has the back seat this time instead of body Hawkeye. double central. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> we, uh, it's going to be crazy to see where they do with Hulk as well. I, you know, they've always wanted to spin Hulk off into his own franchise, but the, the numbers haven't really proven themselves, uh, to where, it would be profitable, at least for them to to make another Hulk movie. I'm under the impression I don't really don't care. I like Hulk, but I like him as a secondary guy with the Avengers. I don't really like two hours of the Hulk. That's just me. Uh, I, I did kind of like Edward Norton's take on it because I love Edward Norton. Don't know if I can handle sure. a, a Ruffalo-centric uh, Hulk film. Apparently, Agreed. Ruffalo has said that they're trying to work on that, but uh, not not too exciting. But I'm excited to see what they do with with Cap and and Iron Man because you've seen Cap in the front of all the, the advertisements at this point for Age of Ultron. So it seems you know Stark was the the leader in the the Avengers, and I think Age of Ultron is going to bring us more Cap jumping into the role of leader and uh, leading things from here on out. Like uh, maybe Stark is is on his way out or ex- wants to retire, but they pull him out of retirement or something like that. But, sure. um, you know, it'll be cool to see where they go with as far as the, uh, the dynamic of the, the Avengers in this, uh, in this next one. What is your, what's a prediction you have, uh, Brian, for this? I think it will be a strong film that uh, maybe isn't in the top five of these, you know, this Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. But I think that it'll be a, you know, a strong entry. Um I don't know what to think on on character wise. I, I I think you're right. I think they are smart to uh, they would be smart to try to start the process of getting away from Iron Man uh, just because there's I think he's the most he and he and Chris Evans seem like the most likely to uh, to bail at some point. Even though RDJ makes like a hundred million dollars every single time one of these movies comes out, so maybe that will keep you know, that would certainly draw me in but uh but i don't have any money so who knows but i don't i don't know what his what rdj's motives are going to be but i would like to see them kind of maybe move a little bit away from those characters or at least start paving the road we're, we're definitely not going to get i think just full breakaway from him because because uh, iron man does play such a huge role in civil war and we know that and we assume he'll he'll play a big role in infinity war but it might be time even five years out to start kind of laying the groundwork for a transition out for some of these characters uh, so that we don't have to necessarily come back with 
somebody else as Thor or somebody else as Captain America uh, in 2022. You know, we could just kind yeah. of phase away from those characters instead, which, uh, you know, you can get away with recasting the Hulk. Um, right. I think you can get away with recasting Captain America, even though I think Chris Evans is really is really good and, and fits the role very well. Uh, you're going to have a hard time recasting Thor, I think, and it would be borderline impossible to recast Iron Man. So I think you've got to find ways to uh, to reduce their impact or at least, like I said, just kind of lay the groundwork for that. Um, but I expect it to be a good movie. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love it to be a to be a great movie. I'm stoked about Spader because his voice is super creepy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I would love for this entire franchise to get away from and I we're definitely it's definitely not going to happen in this movie. But maybe this is the last one. Maybe they'll hear our our cries is I am super, super tired of Iron Man suits. So uh, please, please no more Iron Man suits as the bad guys. Uh, have you seen the trailer, Ryan? I know I'm saying they're, they're it's, it's definitely suits, not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen in this movie. I I hope that uh, that this is the last one that we have to to face that in. The the plan for Captain America is for Anthony Mackie, who is Falcon in in uh, the Winter Soldier, to eventually be Captain America. That sure. I think that's, that's the fine. ultimate plan. That. That's fine, and, and they've already set it up that way in the comics. So they're laying the groundwork. Well, well, it's in the comics that way. You know, right. so right. A, yeah, uh, you, that, that's what's going to happen. We just got to just wait. You know, after Civil yeah. War, we'll know more, of course. You can totally pull that off. You're going to yeah. have difficulty finding somebody to pull off Thor the way that Hemsworth does. Like, I know he's just kind of a brute and a, a, just a big, muscly character. But again, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is a movie star and is really good at that and embodies that role so well. Um, but I think you all would agree with me. You can't. You can't recast Iron Man. At some point, either he's got to walk away into retirement or he's got to die or something has to happen because RDJ is is Tony Stark. And I don't think you can yeah. do anything different than that. Richard, any predictions for Age of Ultron? I think that I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. That'd be a, quite a way to end it, just mass death. <laughs> By the way, Bye, phase kids. three, total bullcrap. Yeah, we're, we're, we're tired of doing these. That would be funny. Man, good conversation, we're, we're guys. We're turning them all over to Zack Snyder. Oh, jeez, we can only hope. <laughs> uh, good conversation, guys. We can only yeah. dream of the X-Men going over to Marvel Studios and that mm. Spider-Man and X-Men are both on that side of things, so we can get a Avengers versus X-Men movie. I honestly would think that would be pretty fun to see uh, Fassbender involved and and all of that, but um, you know that's yeah. for that's you know twenty years down the line as far as what they've already got confirmed or whatever. But um, bright things ahead for Marvel. We're very unsure of things at DC, but you know what? Prove me wrong, DC. Seriously, prove me wrong. Totally. And yes. I'm I'm I'm, yes. I'm I'm totally going into Batman v Superman with an open mind. I know it doesn't seem like that. But uh, if it's good, I'll be the first to admit, man, this was awesome. This was this was awesome, you know. So uh, I hope that day comes. But if it doesn't, then then that's okay too. So let's uh, give a quick recommend, guys. Weekly recommends. I'm gonna make mine short and sweet. I'm gonna recommend Daredevil on Netflix. 
y'all need week. to y'all need, y'all need to watch it, Richard and, and Brian and the listener, of course, needs to get on it. There's 13 episodes in season one, and as of yesterday, they have picked up season two uh, on Netflix. So it's not like you're getting into something that's never going to go anywhere. Uh, they're they're in you're fully invested in in Daredevil, and it's uh it's on Netflix. So you know. The way Netflix does it is they release everything all at once, which is always great. You can binge them really easily, and you don't have to wait, you know, uh, a whole summer to see the end of a series like you you might if you were catching up on DVR or something like that. So Daredevil, check it out, good stuff, and uh, can't wait to see what Drew Goddard does with uh, his other properties. So love love me some Drew Goddard as well. So that's my recommend, uh, Richard. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to recommend. Uh the um, there's a new Alabama Shakes album out and it's pretty awesome. So uh, check that out. Short and sweet. Yeah, it is good. I listened awesome. to it once so far, but I didn't. Uh, I liked what I heard. That band rules. They are very good. Brian, I'm also going to recommend an album, and uh, it's an old one, but just came out on vinyl, and we all got copies of it because we we are super stoked about it. Uh, it's the White Stripes Get Behind Me, Satan. It's my favorite. White Stripes album, um, certainly not the the album that turned me on to the band, but the one that I think solidified them as uh, the best. I think is, is what I would say. Uh, I, I love the White Stripes. Uh, I know Richard does as well, uh, and, and we're slowly slowly getting Kent over to our side as uh, as being able to yeah. to uh, say how much we love that uh, that band. Uh, we both we all picked it up on Record Store Day, which is the best, and I love Record Store Day so much. And I hope I, it seemed like it was bigger this year than it's been in years past. It was really it was it was almost stupid that. big. It was like Black Friday. It yeah, made me yeah. kind of sick. It's fantastic. I was like, yeah. Golly, just, I, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. believe people were waiting in line for hours for like a physical format of music. Like that blew my mind. Yeah, like, I yeah. Th- never so thought cool. that would happen again. But it's cool. It's great. It's really, really cool. And I, I'm loving the, the – we all are. We're, we're, we're loving the kind of uh, – uh, the reinvigoration of the record store. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to Chief Records in downtown Fort Worth, which was just the coolest – I hadn't been there before. It's been open for almost a year, and I just didn't know about it, and I loved it. It was such a cool place, such a great environment. I just sat down. I, I went in to specifically get this record, and uh, – didn't really have time to surf through all the inventory, but I was just—I was amazed by the look and feel of the shop, and um, they had a bluegrass band playing, which was really cool. And it was—it was an awesome place. So uh, anyway, uh, "Get Behind Me, Satan" is a fantastic album. If you can get your hands on the record store day copy, it's a beautifully designed record with a—it's uh, a double LP. So you have a red le- a red record and a white record, of course, and all the cover art is just gorgeous. Uh, Fantastic, fantastic album. And my favorite album ever, the album I've probably listened to most of my life is that record. And and Brian, I'm, I need to come by and pick up my copy because you were yes, nice enough to buy me copy. one. Yes, what yes. a gentleman. Brian Gill, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. That's right. Awesome. Speaking of Brian, where can I find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden, or you can find me at richardbarden.com. Kent, where can I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, and find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Friendly reminder, only our most recent 100 episodes show up on iTunes. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. And if you want anything further back than that, you're going to have to Google it or uh, use the search function on our website. And trust me, we have a lot more episodes than we than we let on. If you like what you hear, 
you're always welcome to give us five stars on iTunes. That goes a long way. Uh, yeah. Send us an email. Give us a shout out. Give us a follow on Twitter. We'd love the involvement of the fans, and we always. Sh- where would I email you, you Kent? You can email us at uh, madaboutmoviespodcast at gmail dot com. We're getting a lot of emails, uh, dozens a day, and uh, we respond to all of them. We try to at least, unless they're really stupid. So uh, email us, and you can talk to us, and that's always fun. That's if you hate the show, email us. If you like the show, email us. If you're neutral on the show, email us. Right. We love the conversation that goes on between us and our listeners. And that's, like I said, why we do this is to spar conversation. So thanks so much for, uh, for tuning in this week. Not sure what we're going to talk about next week, fellas. Might, might have a throwback uh, week next week. Not much coming out yeah. this coming weekend. So. One of these days, movies will come out again, and that will be nice. But until that... We'll, we'll just keep, keep watching Furious 7 stuff. over yeah. and over. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Furious 7 will continue to dominate the... <laughs> The box office, and that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> and uh, so I can't give I can't give the listener something to watch next week. It's going to have to be a surprise. I'm sorry to say. That's right. But if you like what we do, a donation will go a long way in keeping the show going. So, like I said, you can yes. do that on our website as well. It's on the front page, right in the center. Donate uh, however much you want, and we will shout you out on the show. And if you donate enough money, you're going to come on an episode with us and review a movie. So that could be awesome too. So yeah, thanks for listening. Got some more guys come on. We do in, a, in just a few weeks. So uh, excited about that. But um, until next time, guys, I will see you at the cinema. Better bring your bow plugs. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and new scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salad's been scrambled eggs. They're calling again.